Welcome to Idaho Speakeasy. I'm Mike Turner, and I'm on a mission to uncover and share the stories of Idaho's finest entrepreneurs, community leaders, local icons, and those who are impacting our community. Today in the Speakeasy, I have President and CEO of Make-A-Wish Idaho, Sarah Shin. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, thank you for having me. Okay, so Sarah, um, uh, most people have heard of Make-A-Wish, and have seen something maybe on TV or they've heard about a story. Uh, but you were just telling me as we were walking in, into the studio here that uh, um, that uh, Make-A-Wish Idaho is uh, kind of its own independent thing. And so, so let's just, um, you know, tell me a little bit about what it is that, uh, you know, how, what you, how you describe your organization. Sure. Yeah. So we are really in the business of hope. We bring hope to children and their families who are battling through a critical illness. And we do that by granting the child's one true heartfelt wish. And while we're a part of a large organization, international really, of people granting wishes across the world, we are our own independent 501c3 right here in Idaho. And so while we share this really amazing brand, all of our own decisions and strategy are right here in Idaho. All the money we raise comes from our generous communities here and stays right here in Idaho. Right. Okay. So, um, and and you know, I think I'm just trying to think of how I first heard about make the Make a Wish. I think I've maybe saw a news program, maybe covering some something that something cool that yeah. a community was doing um, to help um, uh, a young person out. And so, so give me an example of something you've done recently with <laughs> Make a Wish. Absolutely. So you probably have heard of us through mm-hmm. the news coverage and you know all of the great ways that we can get these amazing wishes out into the community. We have actually granted more than 1,500 wishes right here in the state of Idaho wow. since we were founded okay. yes, in 1986. And we're remarkably proud of that. And of those 1,500 kids, that's you know trips to Disney, of course, which so many people have heard about. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of other really inspiring stories of just what is the one true thing that this child wants to do or to see or to have or maybe they want to be something and so we have sent kids to swim with the dolphins to learn how to surf we have kids who want to be a police officer for a day or reenact a battle at Gettysburg we had that (laughs) one last year really absolutely you know it's whatever they can imagine and I remember back to my very first day at Make-A-Wish one of our staff members told me you know, our everyday work is dictated by the imagination of a child, and they are not wrong. <laughs> Every day is absolutely dictated by what only a child can dream up. That must be fascinating to see what comes through your door as far as what they're dreaming about. Absolutely, yeah. There isn't a day that goes by where we don't see a wish and think, huh, okay, you yeah. know, how do we make that happen? And even if it seems straightforward, like I wish to go to Disney World and meet Mickey and Minnie Mouse, how do we make that as most magical experience that we possibly can? So let's talk about the the back end here, because, um, you know, how does, let me, so we just kind of break it down. So first sure. off, like, um, who's, who's uh, you know, how do you, how do you decide 
<laughs> like, <laughs> which yeah. wish to do? Because um, I know there's a lot of people who are maybe a lot of children who are, you know, in a situation where, right. you know, um, they're very ill. And, mm-hmm. and so uh, what's your criteria? How does that work? Absolutely. Well, just to give you some perspective on the the decision, really, it's, okay. you know, we have 150 kids that are already waiting for next year. And we really only have the capacity financially and with the volunteers we have to even grant 95 of those. And, and that's doing the best we possibly can to turn out 95 wishes. Mm-hmm. And so the back end of it is they come to us by referral, often from physicians, uh-huh. um, sometimes from their own parents, or, you know, if they're Old enough sometimes even from themselves and really then it goes through a process to ensure that the child is battling a critical illness you know you might have heard in the past the the terminal word um, you know that's not necessarily the case anymore when our organization was founded we focused on you know children that didn't have quite as much time as a lot of our kids do now so many of our kids go on to lead really long lives oh. um, and a wish we think is part of why that might be the case but they come to us through those referrals and from there you know if a child is truly in a position where we need to hurry with their wish we absolutely hurry that wish through otherwise they end up in basically a queue and we do them in order by which they come in the best that we can mm-hmm. um, and that means sometimes there's a little bit of a wait yeah but we try to get to them as swiftly as possible because we truly believe that the opportunity for a wish cannot wait it sounds really exciting because it's always different, right? There's always a different uh, wish you're trying Absolutely. to grant. Yeah, even if it's a wish that we might have, you know, in the execution done before, okay. it's never the same because the child is different. Their intention is different. Their background and their experience is different. The volunteers are different. You know, the time in the world is different. So it's never the same wish twice. <laughs> well, okay. So then give me an example then of how how you how you make it happen like what's your infrastructure like i mean what's what's going on behind the scenes absolutely we have a staff of eight okay and we are mainly here in boise we have one additional staff person who is in east idaho she's in pocatello but we do cover the entire state but In addition to our staff of eight, we like to think we have a staff of far more than that because we have far over 100 volunteers. We have 13 board members. We have young leader board members. We have so many people in our community who come together to support the wish and to help make it happen. Um, But for instance, if a wish comes in and it's fairly straightforward, something similar to what we've done in the past, we can move through the process of granting that um, pretty quickly because we have an infrastructure in place to say, plan the wish to Disney world but when it's something that's new or different that we haven't done before or has a really huge scope we have to really turn to our community to help make that happen and we have so many examples of our community coming together to ensure that a wish can come true all right give me one sure so there's one that we're actually working through right now i'll give you a sneak peek okay um we will actually do the grand reveal next week but there's a little girl named marley and she has cystic fibrosis she lives in meridian and she's not mobile she can't really get outside and that's become a huge challenge for her and of course her family she's got two little sisters running around and her mom has always seen her come alive when she's out in the sun and out with her sisters and we needed a way to get her out of doors so marley's wish was for a sliding glass door which might not be one that you hear every day 
But her wish for that sliding glass door came to us and had a little bit of context around Marley, Marley herself and what she loves. And she loves to be in the direct sunlight. She loves to be able to get outdoors. She loves to be with her siblings. And the way to make that happen was to give her a door that was large enough for her to fit through. She has a special chair as well that we wanted to get outside. And so we heard, okay, we need to come up with a door. Great, we will come up with a door. And the way that we went around doing that was reaching out to our community through our board members and asking for support. And I, I won't spoil it all because there's plenty more to come on that one, but really the community came together and it was a team, a construction team that came through and said, we can remove this entire wall that happens to have a gas fireplace. We can do the work to replace it. Then we got an email from someone that said, I can donate a door. You know, uh -huh. I can make that happen for her. And within just a few weeks, we had removed an entire wall and replaced it with this beautiful door. And now she's in direct sunlight all day. She can get outside outside to be with her family. And it truly has changed her life and will continue to impact her life in such a big way. And for us, we think that's just a door. But for her, it absolutely changes her everyday world. I'm speaking with Sarah Shin. She is the president and CEO of Make-A-Wish Idaho. So wow, okay, so you mentioned how you, you got this really um, unusual uh, request, uh, but, but you know, also kind of makes so much sense when the way you explain her context, right? Yeah. But how you, uh, you went out to your board mm -hmm. um, and they kind of helped you find these people. So ex yeah. explain how, you're, how, you're, how you leverage your board or use Absolutely. your board, yeah. Well, I think it's how we leverage our board, but it's really how we leverage any of our advocates. You know, we like to reach out to the people who care about children, of course, but care about making a difference in the lives of these kids who are fighting battles every day. And so what can we do to make their one true heartfelt wish come true? Well, we need a big army to make it happen. So often we'll put something out to the community, whether it is through our board or through our volunteers, sometimes through our Facebook page, and just say, we need your help and here's what we need. And it's often just access to resources that we don't have access to. You know, I think a, a misconception about Make-A-Wish in general is that we have a lot of access. We get a lot of things for free. We have a lot of people who are just giving us things through our national brand. And while that is true, it's not nearly enough to meet the need of our local communities. So we go out and we ask boldly on behalf of these kids, because if we don't, who would? Yeah. Okay. Well, and so do you guys have any typical fundraisers that you, you've lean on or events that you do? We do. We yeah. do several events um, okay. in the Treasure Valley. Okay. And one we have coming up in just a few weeks is our gala event. It's actually in partnership with Boise State University. It's a remarkable event in its 16th year. And that's one of our biggest fundraisers. Okay. It's about 350 people in the Stickle Sky Center. And we have the opportunity to see the athletes come to life doing what they do best, really showing off their talents. Mm. Um, they, we have wish bucks that we use as currency to help raise money. But then we also get to hear from a wish family that night. We have a live auction. And so okay. that event is really important to us. But we also have other community events. We have a polar bear plunge <laughs> on New Year's Day. Oh. So for those people that are really brave, yeah. want to throw themselves have you in done it? 
Bros and Lucky Peak. Well, it's funny you should ask that. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. I think I am Ooh, in for you, this year. You said yet. All right. I did say yet. I, I've been saying all along, you know, I just can't do it. We have news interviews to do that day. Of course. <laughs> I think that's what I would have said, yeah, too. Yeah, I yes. have. It's just not a great excuse anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. That only carries yeah. for so long. Yes. yes. So um, I will say 100% I'm in for this year. <laughs> um, Ooh, taking okay. donations from anyone that wants to, to help support me to get in the frozen lake. Yes. Wow. But then we also have a walk for wishes uh. in Boise as well that will come up um, in June. So next summer. So look for that too. I think, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I, I speak with a lot of um, charitable organizations and everyone has this challenge of raising funds. Yes. And, um, and it's, and, you know, as a community, you know, of course, or as a citizen, you know, we're always, we're hearing about these and it's hard for people to, you know, figure out, you know, where, you know, how to, how to focus, you know, their energy right. and, and help out. But uh, I think uh, having those clever events is a, <laughs> a, a cool way for people to um, get excited about something and, and then also see the impact of, of being more uh, um, involved with something that, uh, where they can see how they're, where their donations going and how that works. Right. But I think, um, but I, I, you know, I, I think it's really, I, I'm, I was surprised to hear just today, as you told me that, um, that you have your own 501c3 mm -hmm. here in Idaho. And so you're, yes. so you have some affiliations with that national brand, but yes. you kind of run your own thing. And so therefore you're responsible for your own, you know, dollar raising, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Is that Absolutely. your biggest challenge, you know, uh, as an organization? Mm -hmm. It's just that constant grind of <laughs> trying. And do you, ha do, are you always, are you looking for volunteers as well? Mm -hmm. How does that, how does that balance? Well, you hit the nail right on the head on okay. both points. Okay. Yes. Our biggest gap to fulfilling our mission and granting every eligible wish is really around vital funds, of mm -hmm. course. Sure. And then the volunteers. You know, the lack of volunteers is slowing us down. Hmm. We have so many of our kids who are just waiting right now for a caring volunteer who's willing to work with them. And it's across the state, not even just here in the Treasure Valley. Huh. Across the state, we need people who are willing and able to go out and work with these families directly, help the children discover what their one true heartfelt wish is, yeah. and then help it come true. And we don't require the volunteers to do the planning. You know, if it's a trip, we do the logistical planning. They don't need to do that part. They certainly don't pay for it. We do that as well. But they bring the magic to it. They're the ones that help that child know what they're looking forward to keep it front of mind because them looking forward to something is part of the hope that actually brings them the strength they need to continue their battle right. and our medical advisors have told us that the kids who even know they're getting a wish start to respond better to their treatments are following through with a treatment plan that they might not been so excited about before uh -huh. but they know that if they're healthy enough they can have their wish come true mm -hmm. they can look forward to that moment and our volunteers are the ones that make that moment happen yeah huh so give me another example of, of one you've done recently that uh, where you've gotten your volunteers to really help out to do something great. Yeah, there's there's really no shortage right. of our volunteers going out there yeah. and doing something great and doing something bigger than themselves. And, right. you know, I'm actually thinking back to one just a couple years ago, but it was from when I first came to the organization and it resonates with me and it has just stuck in my head. And it was a girl named Emma and Emma lives in Twin Falls and 
She's 13. She was 13 at the time. And, and her wish was really to feed the homeless. So she would travel back and forth from her home to her treatments every day. And she would pass the local park and see people that didn't have homes living in that park. And she wondered about if they had somewhere to sleep at night, if they were warm, if they were fed. And she worried about them, even in the situation that she was in. And she was battling cancer. And it was an ongoing battle for her. But she wanted to feed the homeless. And the best way she could think to do that was to throw them a picnic. But she also knew that it wasn't about one moment in time. The Mm. picnic was a good start for the day, but she needed to have a food drive. And she raised 13,000 pounds of food in in about two hours. And it was her community coming together and hearing her wish, hearing her request, and supporting her. And so we stood in the park in the middle of Twin Falls, and people showed up with bags upon bags of food and pallets of food Uh and trucks came in from local grocery stores and delivered food simply because one little girl asked them to that was a community coming together it was so moving and it is it is in my heart and mind every day when we go out and see our community at work that kind of gives me goosebumps just hearing that story it always does yeah yeah it's an amazing one so um sarah how did you get involved with make a wish idaho yeah, my background is actually in higher education. Okay. And um, I have a degree in counseling and, and used that degree in, in higher ed for about 15 years and loved it. I loved working with the students and I loved working on a college campus and found it really fulfilling. But I also found myself continually drawn to this mission. And um, my husband and I moved to Boise about nine years ago, and we started attending the event I referenced earlier, the Serving Up Wishes event. I then volunteered for that event and really realized that this mission was so big and so weighty, and there was so much that could be done to bring the community together to support these children. I had to be a part of it. And when my position came open, I, I was so excited and so motivated and was so passionate about it. And it turned out it was a great fit. And, you know, I feel lucky every day that I get to serve this mission with the staff that I do and, you know, the advocates and the volunteers that I do. And um, every day it's one of those, oh, I get to do this again today moments. So I feel truly lucky. Yeah, no, I, uh, I would imagine so. I mean, I think uh, uh, there's something, there's something kind of, really special about granting a wish the whole concept is really really awesome you know i like i like uh and and like even that that was that i think that doctor was saying or many have said Mm -hmm. to you how they um just the anticipation yes um even if it's months away absolutely um has very remarkable uh, effects. Absolutely. That anticipation phase, you know, even thinking about your own vacation that you would have coming up with your family or your friends, that anticipation means a lot to you. But imagine if you were in a hospital bed or in treatment every day, or that you were the sibling of someone who was, and your family has been divided because one parent's taking this kid to treatment and the other parent's taking kids to school, and you're just trying to manage the logistics of having a kid with this type of illness. To have a moment where you don't think about that, whether that's a vacation or whether it's a door, you know, to have the moment where you're not thinking about the treatments, the physicians, the doctor's visits, the being apart, that you get to focus on each other, you get to focus on hope, you get to focus on a future that sometimes the kid didn't think they'd have. That is such an amazing experience to be a part of. Um, 
And again, I, I just think every day that we're doing so much for these kids. If we just had some more volunteers, we could do so much more. Well, that was going to be my next question, because if you, Sarah, uh, um, again, I'm speaking with Sarah Shin, the uh, <laughs> CEO and president of uh, Make-A-Wish Idaho. If you were to get a wish, right? Oh. You know, what What? what could <laughs> you be? I mean, so, if, you know, obviously you're in these daily challenges yes. with your organization as every CEO or president is of an organization. Um, what's your, what are you hoping for? Like, where do you want to go with it? What's your wish to get to, you know, as far as with your organization? Mm -hmm. So our vision is truly my vision. It's to grant the wish of every eligible child. And to me, what that really means is that every kid who lives in Idaho has the opportunity to have this this experience every kid who qualifies for a wish could have one and that there is an anticipation time built in there's an amazing experience with their volunteers but ultimately you know in a timely fashion they they get their one true wish to come true and every day i think about the gap to that and the gap keeps me up at night the gap keeps our staff and our volunteers and our supporters up at night because we know that we don't have enough money, we don't have enough volunteers to make all of those happen. So those kids are waiting and waiting and waiting. And you know, as I mentioned earlier, we know those wishes can't wait because those kids need us right now. So if we could have every wish come true, I would love to be out there asking for more referrals and you know, finding more kids. And anyone that we can help, I would love to bring this experience to because it enriches that child's life, but it absolutely transforms the life of the entire family. Wow! Yes, that sounds like quite a vision, and I, and I think it. <laughs> yes. And I think it's attainable, right? If you can just, you know, I think, um, yeah, I, um, I hope you get there because I think you guys Thank are you. on the right track and yeah. uh, you're doing some amazing things. Thank you. Um, again, I'm speaking with. Uh, Sarah Shen, she's the uh, president and CEO of Make-A-Wish Idaho. If you'd like to get more information about the organization, go to idaho.wish.org. Sarah, it's been awesome having you here and hearing the stories of uh, the story of Make-A-Wish Idaho and um, and I can I can I can feel the genuine passion you have for what you do and uh, I can imagine that that translates all through your organization because it's a uh, your mission is so uh, genuine and um, yeah. pure. I don't know. I just It's something Thank about you. granting wishes is awesome. Thank you. And I hope you find uh, the volunteers and the, the, the funds you need to, do, to, to grant those, all those wishes you're hoping to grant. Thank you. I truly appreciate it. Again, uh, we'll be posting uh, more about the, um, information about Make-A-Wish Idaho on our website, idahospeakies.com. But again, for more information, go to idaho.wish.org. Okay, well, again, thanks for your uh, coming in, and um, it's, it's been lovely getting to meet you. And uh, again, we'll post more information about this. And if you missed part of the interview, again, go to idahospeakeasy.com. We will get more details for you there. <laughs>